Gavin Lewis. Late Nights with Gavin Lewis. Yes. Visitor, what is your name? My name is Helen. This is Helen. From Canada. Helen from Canada. We found her hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. Canada. <laughs> and, she ha- and she happened to be a designer. Well, let's talk about hitchhiking. So we, we met her in uh, in Moab, we in did. Utah. We did. In the desert. In the Okay, red, but they the didn't pick me desert. up in a car. We did. <laughs> like yeah, I, no, was no, no, no. I was there for a no, reason. Don't make it sound like I was just like on the road <laughs> and you picked me up on the way So Lois and I were driving around in Utah. <laughs> We saw this designer on the on the side of the road. We knew, we knew. <laughs> you could tell him. No, actually, no. Okay, so um, I want to get to what you did after the conference because that was that was what I was alluding to with mm-hmm. hitchhiking because mm-hmm. she's a vagabond. A vagabond. But let's talk about the first time you met and I met Helen. So we met her at a design conference called Epicurrence, mm-hmm. and this one was being held in Moab, Utah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, that is in the United States, Midwest. And it is a uh, at the southern tip of the state of Utah, and it is a lot of Wild West movies are filmed there. It's uh, red. yeah, there's like these beautiful sandstone arches. Yep. Red yeah. everything is red like, rock. It looks like Mars as well. It does look like Mars. Mm-hmm. It looks like paradise to it me. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a very outdoorsy. Outdoorsy. Uh, outdoorsy. We'll go with uh, that. Outdoorsy. <laughs> we'll go with I, that. I really like hey that. There. <laughs> hey there, you're so outdoorsy today. <laughs> so. So that's how'd you get so outdoorsy? <laughs> so that's so that's where we met Helen. We spent a week uh, glamping. Um, it was pretty yeah. luxurious. The, the first yeah. time that I uh, like identified Helen as a human, because there's like a mass of sixty people. Oh my gosh! People. As opposed to an alien. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you first as met and be like, oh, that girl is so weird. As opposed to <laughs> when an alien. Seriously, alien. Well, like no, when you meet sixty people in one day, it's like you don't remember who you talked to already mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it was the next morning. Mm-hmm. We were, there was like maybe like 40 or 50 of us hiking. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe like how many, seven or there eight? There seven of us. Seven of us took the took the, the branch. Hiker's right. The hiker's right? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know that. Is that a hiker term? Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. It's like stage left, stage right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant like hikers take the right. That's yeah. like the difficult one. No. Yeah, so we went on the advanced course. <laughs> Lois and I are in along and then like 30 paces out, there's this person I'm like, why is she running away? Why is she going so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she's like a hardcore hiker. You've been I am all not a hardcore hiker. I'm well, tell us about your hardcore hikes, and then we will be the judge. Okay. Well, I, I guess I've been a day hiker for a really long time. Dare hiker? A day hiker. A day, a day hiker. Yeah. A day hike. So I'll, I'll do like two hours, three hours, four hours, eight hours, whatever. Just in um, the, uh, the mounts of Canada? Yeah, just like around uh-huh. so I've hiked um, in various places in Ontario which is pretty flat so it's not that challenging um, but then I went to uh, I was in Death Valley earlier this year as well in Yosemite and stuff like that before so Epicurrence yes mm. uh, no not right before but in March yeah yeah mm. yeah so I did some of that stuff and then I started really liking it and then I went to Alberta and then I did some hiking in Japan and I, d- I also did hiking in Hawaii as well and like the more I do it the more I just kind of like want to challenge myself even more and more and more and I'm goal oriented so the more I do it the more I want to do it harder mm-hmm. so and then how'd you get into hiking though where was the first like little oh hiking is a thing for me honestly I thought hiking <laughs> there's this one hike that I was on and I remember this moment because it was the best moment of my life 
or one of the best moments on the trail because it highlighted how stupid my hobby is. And <laughs> I went, I was in Ontario and I remember walking around this lake and it was a really short hike. It was just like a two hour thing. And there were these teenagers, they were quite young that kind of like walked by me and like one was dying. He was like out of breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the, his friend behind him was holding a boom box. They were like ridiculous. And one was like, like totally pimping and have it like a boom box and shit. And then the third Straight one, out of the 80s. yeah. And the third one, I was like, "Where the f- did you even get that boombox?" Like, I've been I, like, walking here since yeah, the 80s. You were, yeah. But okay, the irony is like he probably wasn't even alive when that boombox well, was right. popular. Yeah, right. Like, where where can you can you even acquire a boombox in the modern era? Anyway, uh, so he, okay, so he stole it from his dad. This yeah. is the story I'm going to make up about him. Mm, good. And then the third boy was like, "Why are we even doing this? We're just walking around." Yeah. And I like just complaining. I was by myself and I like I just couldn't help but laugh because <laughs> it is that's what it is. Yeah. 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 You're just like walking around by yourself like if you were going to like abstract it down. <laughs> like, like, so like, like this teenager like down. blew your mind. It was like I am that. just walking around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is the meaning of life? I'm just walking around. It <laughs> was like that moment in Silicon Valley where Jared says like Hey, I know like a name is just a noise that people make <laughs> to identify you, and I was like blown away. I was, it's like, just a noise. <laughs> I was, like, Travis. Oh, how did you make that noise with your mouth? And then all of a sudden, I'm attentive to your words. Yeah. So mm. I did that, and then I found out. Okay, I was going to a conference, a work conference in Sweden, mm. and then I was like, well, maybe there's some like day hikes in Sweden that mm. I could do. But then I found this blog. And it talked about this like trail that was 440 kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles, like maybe 320. Mm. I don't know. My conversion's really bad. Do you guys mile or, or kilometer? Kilometers. Do you guys do? The entire world is on the metric. We're behind. Yeah, literally, you guys, in, you guys f***ed up on in this. In England, they do miles. No. 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 Yes. No. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go on record and say, oh yeah, bud. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. 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 Carlos and I are like, okay. <laughs> you go do that. <laughs> no, we'll check it. We're not allowed to Google on the podcast. Oh, that's okay. a rule. Yeah. Okay. So we'll check it later. Mm. But you guys at home, you're Googling right now and you're like, damn, he knows what he's talking about. Or you just look like an idiot. Yeah. Either one. Either one. But I'm going to pretend for the next hour that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you did some com- kilometers. Yeah. I almost said kamiles. Kamiles. That, maybe that's what it is in England. The, the kamiles. <laughs> okay. So so I looked at this trail and it was like 440 miles yeah. and, and then I was like okay well that's a, that's a bit f***ing intense yeah. and then but what I didn't know was that they separated into a segments because everything in Sweden makes sense so the first uh, segment yes. ends at something like 104 miles yeah and so when I got yeah. so then when sense. I looked I like, at that what's that come I on, read some on. blogs yeah. and I was like you know what I'm all in. What the hell else am I going to do with my time? And so I like begged for an extra week after the conference. And then I hauled my ass up there and did. How many, how long did it take? Uh, four or five days. Four or five days. Straight like eight hours a day, 12 hours a day or like how how much are you? It was like a hit and miss. So like the first day was like 15 kilometers. Okay. Um, and Okay, so when you start long, so like, in my mind, hiking, that's like down the road. I don't even, I don't know. Like, like, so you went next door. Like, what is a kilometer? <laughs> okay, so fifteen kilometers is depending on how fast you walk and how short your legs are. Mine are really short. Okay, um, that took me. I wrote it down on my Instagram. 
I don't know. That must have taken me like. Yeah, your eight. Instagram is beautiful, by the way. Thank mm-hmm. you. So it's like all. Have you looked at it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got. Oh yeah, boy. Oh yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like all like all the basically all your journeys are like cataloged in your Instagram. Yeah. Amazing photography. Mm-hmm. I love Thank it. you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know. It must have taken me like seven to nine hours. I can't remember the okay. exact number. Ooh. Um. And then the second day was like, I was like, well, I mean. <laughs> Was that at the time? Was that the longest you've consecutively? Like at one go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by yeah. far or yeah. by just? Just just by a little. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, oh, I, like, and then I learned because I was taking way too long on my breaks. And then like, by the time I got to the cabin, it was like kind of dark. So I kind of uh. like, up. It, like, so anyway, so I walked around the first day after that hike and then I like recalibrated what I was doing for the second day because the second day was going to be, uh, I think it was 22 kilometers okay so first day plus seven like plus an additional seven kilometers and then the third day was effed up it was another 20 plus day wow so i think the longest length i did in one day was 26 kilometers oh you're going give her huh yeah and that took me like give her straight up (laughs) straight up (laughs) (laughs) what is chooching I don't know. Is that not? <laughs> he's telling me it's a Canadian thing. I don't think it is. He's like, yeah, you're just chooching along. Oh, chooching. Yeah. Chooching? Is that no, a- I don't know. I, I was just are you like, jo- are you I, was, I was affirming that you were saying a, a noise. No, like, no, like no. oh, chooching. Chooching. No. Okay. Tra- Travis got on this Canadian kick and yeah. I didn't want to get left behind. So I was like, I'm just going to make something up. You I'm literally to convince made it up? Me. You convinced me that it was real. I was like, I've never heard it, but it's cool. It sounds Canadian. <laughs> it I'd imagine so they would Canadian. be like, oh, yeah, chooching. In line, bud. <laughs> yeah. So you're chuchins going yeah. straight up. So then I do the 25, and that was when like Jeez. the blister on my left foot was like. <laughs> Are we talking on the the ball of the toe, on the heel, on the on, ankle? Uh, the ball. No. What what is the the flesh, this, like this part? This. this part. What is this? That's the ball. Okay, the, that's so the ball. The ball, the ball, right? the ball, the ball of, is that this part? That's yeah. yeah that's the this. Part. That's the, that's so everybody the fleshy home, part. Everybody on the I hope you can see this. Yeah. this part. <laughs> I hope you can see this. I'm touching this part. It's it's it's, it's the foot bit under the big toe. Oh yeah, the foot bit. <laughs> the foot bit. <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's yeah. a ball. It's, it's a ball. the fleshy the part. The squishy big part. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that part, and then I started, and then that was pretty gross. And then the fourth day was like very easy. It was like eleven kilometers. Okay. Oh, Nailed yeah. it in like three and a half hours. No so, big deal. So tell yeah. me about like the emotional journey when you're doing this hike because this is the the most intense you've ever done at the time. Yeah. What was that like emotionally? Um. Wow, that's a big question because I always try I to explain lot, that. <laughs> But like I always feel like a frou-frou hippie when I talk we are, about it. We are completely ready. Mm. So the first couple of days, I was like waging this war of myself. I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be awesome. And like th- at that point, you like you're still like obsessed with your thoughts and like mm. you're still thinking about like what's happening back home because you know you're gonna like every human brain just resorts to like thinking about the stupid fight you had with your friend like okay. three days ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the third day, that was when I was doing the extra long hike and I think about halfway through um I just stopped thinking Mm. like so I turned off uh the audiobook that I was listening to um because I I think I'd barreled two through like two three books while while I was like on the first two days big question cell reception none no no 
I'm just absolutely <laughs> not curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you had cell reception, I think you're just walking. You're not yeah. hiking. Hey, hey there. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Um, so I stopped thinking on the third day, and then the fourth day, I actually. Um, reached this kind of like weird moment. So I've been practicing meditation mm. and I've been looking for this sort of, you know, moment that everybody talks about where your brain just kind of lets your thoughts pass by or, you know, you don't quite, thoughts don't quite actually come to you. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth day was when my body just kind of kicked in and mm. my my mind was completely blank. So there's an actual portion of the Instagram, uh, I guess, journey where I stopped taking pictures mm -hmm. like yeah. there's only one picture on the last day or mm -hmm. two pictures because I literally that's when I literally forgot like I was carrying anything I was a person so there's this like artist that you know talks about this sort of thing and he calls it headlessness he okay. described it as headlessness and he you know that was his way of describing like this moment of peace where you forget that you're this human on this earth and your body just like kind of kicks in for you and you're just walking and didn't care that I was carrying like 20 pounds on my back or yeah. didn't notice that I was like, you know, kind of tired and you get into this rhythm. And then once you're there, like the hours pass by so quickly, like you're just there. And I had never felt that in my entire life. Like I'd never felt that peace. And then the fifth day came and then I reached the final mountain hut and I couldn't stop smiling. It was like the biggest smile I had ever had in my life. <laughs> and I like went up to the beer counter and I was like, I want a beer. And she was like, I'm gonna get you a beer. And I was like, yeah. And then I just sat there with my dumb, and then I complained a little bit because it wasn't a cold beer, because it was hot as, it was a hot day. And I remember holding it and sitting down on this couch and I was grinning like a idiot. Like I, I was it. so happy because like, I had spent like a day and a half not thinking about anything, like yeah. just like a dumb idiot in the wilderness. And then I was, and then now I had a beer and like I was drinking and I just finished the whole thing by myself and just like so happy. And then like the, the amount of people attracted to that sort of happiness is like surreal as well. Yeah. So people were coming up to me and being like, Hey, oh, yeah. like what's up? Oh, and they yeah, like, right. they were noticing yeah. me on like, cool, cool. they knew me from the mountain huts that we had been stopping by and yeah. they're like, Hey Helen, like what's up? And yeah. I was like, Hey, we finished. And they're like, yeah. And they're like <laughs> high-fiving me. And I was like, this is the, the best feeling in the world. And now I'm like obsessed with it. That I is, can't. That is there are so many it. things that I want to unpack <laughs> about that whole experience. Yeah. Let's go. Let me start. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it chronologically. I'm just going to start like where I'm most interested. Number one, let's talk about the euphoria that you felt at the end. Yeah. Was that from accomplishment? Was it from being done? Was it from the just the mind the headlessness that you felt like what was the euphoria from what, what was it from um so it was half so like I, I wrote about this and for me this trip had come right after another solo trip that I'd done so this is the fifth long-term solo trip that I've done by myself mm. which is I guess is unusual for a female um and but the trip before that was super emotional because I was sorting through this breakup and I was like losing my mind. Right. And so did I was. Did you go on like a hike that trip? That was the Alberta trip, and I did go hiking, but it was like hiking and crying. Okay. So it was like a very big waste of time. <laughs> we call that crying. Hiking. Crying. Crying. Going for a crike. I'm going for a crike. It was. It was not a pretty sight. Mm -hmm. It was a very interesting. Uh, you know 
two and a half weeks or however long we spent in Alberta. Trying to pull out the ug- ugly cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was ugly cries and there was <laughs> pretty good. cries. Okay. Yeah. And then, good. Um, you got to yeah. work through it. You got to work through it. <laughs> so I, like I was it. really nervous when I left for Sweden. Okay. Because I was so afraid I was going to do it to myself again mm. and not afford myself compassion and not be nice to myself. And um, But that didn't happen. Nice. So when I got to the end of the trail, I was half so happy that I finished it and I finished it by myself and I didn't complain once and then the other half of it was like I didn't cry like it was like complete headlessness I didn't cry I didn't think about my dumb problems because they are dumb like you're in the arctic circle and there's these beautiful mountains around you and you can't believe that like we even left that type of like beautiful wilderness right yeah and so and so it just kind of like I guess gave me perspective because like for once my dumb problems didn't matter anymore. Yeah, I mean you had a choice. You either get lost in the wilderness or yeah. continue dwelling on the menial problems mm-hmm. yeah, and like and I'm, personal I'm, relationships that we're in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I'm such a classic overthinker. Mm-hmm. And so like I think that trip totally changed my life. Like I came back and I'm like I'm going to stop doing this to myself. Yeah. I'm going to stop overthinking things. I'm going to try to enjoy life. And you know what? I'm just going to choose to be happy Yeah. and see how weird that takes me. Have those uh, decisions have had staying power? Like they're yeah. still, still using? Yeah. I am so happy now. Yeah. Like, you look happy. Compl- thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Like if you had met me like a couple of years ago, people would be like, what is her problem? Right. Like, yeah, just like yeah. I just wasn't happy. Yeah. And so now I just got to this point where I'm like over myself and my... Like, I think, like, a lot of people manufacture their own issues. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had, like, I had racked myself with, like, this social anxiety. And, like, I was so upset about, like, what, these, what is this guy going to think about me? Or what is this person going to think about me? Yeah. And, like, why, why did they think that about me? And then, like, just overthinking. And then, you know, this becomes this, like, self-perpetuating cycle where, like, you feel shitty about yourself. And, therefore, you, you like, start exuding this, like, shitty energy. <laughs> and then people, like, pick up on your energy and, they and then they treat it. you shitty yeah. and then it like becomes this like cycle and, and then it's actual yeah and then right. it's actual and then like ever since i came back and i was just happy like all i get in response or maybe i just have blinders on and all i see is happy i have no idea yeah okay no it, it, it's it's, it's recursive right like like yeah. um it's, it's karma basically right yeah put out in the world you get it back mm. yeah so great. So another thing I want to go back to during your hike, you said like around the third day you started finding finding headlessness. Um, now, I'm going to ask you a leading question or or whatever, but like I want to talk to you about like why do you think it took three days and like how did you get into that space? Um, I think for the first two days I was like I'm going to listen to some podcasts or okay. I'm going to listen to some books, mm-hmm. and I never like I actually like on the third day I had like gotten you know that headphone fatigue yeah you know, oh yeah your ear like, gets a little achy yeah because like apple headphones hurt yeah, like physical shit. physical <laughs> pain yeah. In your ear, yeah especially when you have like tiny baby ears and Aww. you're trying to fit in like adult <laughs> headphones <laughs> and then like so then i i just got like i was done so yeah. i took it out and i was like you know what i'm just gonna like hike in silence and then i completely forgot i like completely forgot that i wasn't listening to anything and like but it's also silent up there anyway yeah so like it it was like I had put in like um you know those like amazing Bose headphones. Mm-hmm. This is not a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Bose headphones that like Although block if you all want the to noise. Con- yeah. Contact the Travelos. Bose, are you listening to us? <laughs> Travelos at gmail.com for sponsorships. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting. So just just super quiet out there. Yeah, it was super quiet, and of course you get like the trail nod. Yeah. So like. 
you know, trail etiquette. You walk yeah. by someone, you say hi, hello, yeah. and and that's just about it. Um, yeah. What's yeah. cool? What's cool about that is the first two and a half days. And this this has happened to me before. Uh, also, is when you're going about to go on a journey or going to the wilderness, you're still somehow velcroed to your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and you think to yourself okay i'm gonna go how do i kill time as i'm walking Mm -hmm. right how do i spend that time Mm -hmm. and then it it seems like it takes two and a half days or or at least some amount of time for you just like that velcro just completely unstick yeah for you to settle in like this is my new normal i like that yeah settle in yeah and then like also you know you reach the point of no return i mean if you if (laughs) you've walked like 30 you've walked like 30 (laughs) kilometers you're not gonna like turn back because yes. you might as well just finish the rest yeah, of the damn yes. trail. Yes. And so you're like, okay, that well, there's dirt, no way. That was the mountain biking for me. <laughs> I was like, this is so hard. I was like, but, Travis you know, went, where am I going to go? Yeah, <laughs> Travis and I were mountain biking last week at Epic Currents. And it was really hard. It was an advanced. They, they were like, you guys think you can handle it? We were like, yeah! I'm yeah. so glad I, I didn't like, take that. I did a bunny hop. That was, I yeah. didn't do anything. That was the most tiring activity we did. I literally died. Yeah. And was, and was resuscitated at it. Yeah, I mean, we were on a, on a loop called Death man's loop it was it yeah. was called that yeah and at ha- the halfway point there's these beautiful rocks that oh, that's overlook. so promising it was yeah. amazing beautiful rocks that overlook the canyon and then instead of overlooking it we all kind of just laid on the yeah. rocks <laughs> everybody everybody kind of stopped you know how you stop on a bike with like your legs still like yeah. over the bar and yeah. it was like kind of huffing and puffing yeah i got there and i just like put my bike down on the floor and laid down <laughs> prostrate on the ground sprawled out looking in, in like save me yeah, yeah. And, and just like like chest like yeah. heating like yeah <laughs> We're doing. <laughs> it was like so intense. Yeah, mountain biking because you can't like 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 hiking uh, is like you put one foot in front of the other. With mountain biking, it's like like you have to use momentum yeah. to to get to the next bit, and like it's so easy to lose it, and then you have to be like the guy who picks up his bike and walks. <laughs> <laughs> it's no fun. Not cool at all. You're hiking with a the bike then. Yeah, the, yeah, you're hiking with a bike in your hand. Oh, I'm so cool. glad I didn't go because I've been mountain biking before and I had that embarrassing experience oh, where like my friend was like, really, okay, my trainer is like convinced I had the wrong technique going, but yeah. anyway, so my friend was like far ahead of me, and I was behind him and was like, why the f- can't I bike? Like, what? What is wrong with me? Like, I can squat like more than my weight, but I can't bike. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. But then I start losing confidence. And yeah. Like, yes. <gasps> yes. Yes. And then I'm just That's like, re- yes. And then I'm like, oh, I can't bike. Like, it goes from like I can't bike to like, oh, I can't bike. I guess, right. And then, I guess the, I'm not meant to do this. Yeah. The loss of confidence yeah. is actually like you put it's your finger real. on a real phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like. When we first started, like I was like jumping on these little you're things. F- you're full of confidence. I was full of confidence because <laughs> I used to BMX when I was a boy. Yeah. You know, like I, it's like it's was, it was fun. Yeah. And then like hit those first like rocks and they're hard and you're like oh this is this is hard. And this then, is like, unusual. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like why is my body old and can't do it? Uh. But the loss of confidence is interesting because it's so acute. Yeah. It happens very quickly and it's extreme loss, like right away. And uh, like the only way to get it back is to go downhill. Yeah. <laughs> because to literally do nothing and let the bike do it for you. That's exactly right. I was bombing downhill. Yeah. Do you hear my confidence about it? Oh, I, I hear. was so bombing. So bombing. It was cool because like we were going downhill and then like like right like along the cliff edge. Yeah. And I would look and I'm like, yes, I am going downhill yeah. really quickly. <laughs> Full of rocks. 
Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. But um, so we were talking about your your hiking experience, and after uh, two or three days, you started unplugging, going headless. How can I, in your opinion, replicate that experience in my day to day? Um, so I think meditation is a big one that people mm. use. And There's it's a, a lot hit and a miss. of meditation stuff, advice, and things going on. I know. It's what, so what's trendy your practice lately. look like? Um, so I actually started, I'm just going to say, like, for the longest time, I really didn't believe any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, was so black and white about it. I was like, oh, oh geez, like, yeah, like, meditation's going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I totally didn't believe it. And then I and then I went through this period of my life where I'm like, you know what? I want to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you mentioned meditation during your explanation of the hike, so did I, but I didn't interrupt you. Did, did you start meditating before or, yeah. like, during or, or as a result of? Yeah, so I've been trying to, like, you know, practicing okay. for, like, maybe a year and a half now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I can meditate now uh, 20 to 30 minutes a day mm-hmm. um, and I'll feel great after. Um, but it was nothing, it was it was nothing like the hike. Like I had never gotten to that level. Right, you're with, just like with, thrown into the quiet. Yeah, um, so like the meditation thing, I, I downloaded this thing called Headspace because mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the cartoons are really cute. They're so cute. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I'm totally, like I'm such yeah. like, please market to me. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm, I am the biggest please market to me. Yes. I'm like if, if you can sell me a good sale, I'm happy. I'm yeah. Really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also like, I guess there's a side of me that appreciates the effort. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, someone took the time to draw like a little green man with yeah. the eyes and like a baseball cap. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down for whatever it is <laughs> you're selling. And like, well, yeah. uh, what? What made you think I should try this? Like, why download the app in the first place? Um, I think I was hearing, yeah, it got trendy. Okay. So, like, I think I was hearing people talking about meditation, and they were saying that it was really helping with anxiety. So I went through like mm. this quote unquote year of anxiety and mm. like depression, and so I was really trying to pull myself out of it because yeah. I've been through it when I was a teenager, and then I hit it again when I was like twenty four ish mm-hmm. um and i like kind of burned down my life and then i was picking myself back up again right. and rebuilding my life and then i was like okay what can i learn like i'm starting over from scratch so big doe eyes let's pretend i don't know anything about the universe how do i start over again mm, and that's then so, awesome. so i started doing a lot of reading about anxiety mm-hmm. and there's this book called um age of anxiety that i read when i was in alberta that kind of like reinforce this but I also I went through this period of like relearning physical fitness because I I was huge couch potato like sitting all day every day and I wouldn't blink an eye okay because you know I was a huge video game nerd and I went from that to like computer nerd and like just just nerding yeah like my whole life (laughs) nerding is pretty stationary yeah and then I got to 24 (laughs) and I was like days on end yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. got to 24 and I was like hey you know what I kind of actually like this idea of like figuring out what the athletics is about because my whole life I was like I don't get team sports why does anybody play it I still don't get team sports but I started going to the gym and weightlifting Mm -hmm. that really changed my life and I was like okay so if weightlifting can totally change the way I look at my life and nutrition and people and the way I, you know, look at myself, then what other things are going to completely blow my mind? Mm. And so then I started doing so much research and there's like people talking about anxiety and like how they kind of like went through it. And so I tried literally everything. I'm going to try meditation. I'm going to try like therapy. I'm going to try all of this stuff, whatever it takes to get me over this little hump. 
And uh, yeah, so then I started meditating and it actually really helped. Like it helped me stop having like mild daytime anxiety attacks where I would take a small problem and make it into a really big problem. Okay. But it, it wasn't that big of a problem. It was just that I was working myself up over like this giant thing and it was because I wasn't breathing. Like, you know, you just... You start like taking. I just took a breath. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Take a a deep breath. Yeah. So. um, Oh yeah, bud. Oh yeah, I was breathing. I was gonna give her. (laughs) If you're listening, take a take a deep breath. Yeah. So it taught me how to control my feelings about my thoughts. That's awesome. So you can have thoughts, Mm -hmm. and that's totally okay, and that's totally normal. But thoughts pass. Mm. So if you have a thought, like, I don't look great today, like, it's gonna pass. Let it go. It'll be fine. Mm. It's just like a cloud passing over the sky. Like you don't have to, you don't have to entertain that thought just because you had it. Mm. You don't have to sit down and muse over it kind of thing. Mm. Um, so meditation is just really good for that. Like good thoughts, bad thoughts, they just kind of float by and you know, you don't have to give it any peace of mind. That's great. I really like that. You guys um, listening at home, if you're interested in more uh, meditation information, there's an episode we did recently with Daniel Young, mm-hmm. who teaches a meditation class at Google called Make Meditation Easy. Check out that. A lot of great information. Helen, that's really cool. That's really cool. Let's. Uh, do you want to jump back in time? Um, oh, wait. Let's go to the end of Moab. We have to go to the, so we have to go to the back of end of Moab. We all leave, all 60 of us, except yeah. for... We're hugging and sniffling and... Huggling? Did I say huggling? Sure, let's go. We're that. huggling and sniffling. <laughs> Every, like, I feel like I had 60 friends. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Well, it I fell in love with experience. you two. Aww. And then, like, a couple of others, like, instantly. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then, like, but then I started meeting people. Like, I, I met, I just met up with Tegan, like, earlier oh, today. Yeah. Like, it's just nice that, like, wow. Yes. Like, it was just so impressive how quickly those relationships were formed. I've yeah. been to many conferences. Yeah, so have I. And I've not walked away feeling so connected so like fulfilled emotionally yeah before it was amazing so yeah. credit to to dan and, and his team and, yes. and, and like the people who are helping out at epic currents it's definitely epic mm. but um so we, just, well, we end the we end the experience and we, we end the experience but then you came to record tonight you were talking about how you went into the desert by yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I will use any excuse to go to Death Valley. I'm in love with that place. Okay. Um, mm. I was so impressed when I went in March and I made it a thing in the back of my head to always go back no matter what. Yeah. So when I looked at Utah and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of close. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's not actually that close. So you haven't been home since. No. That was, we we ended last Saturday. Yeah, yeah Saturday. No, I still kind of smell like campfire. I'm <laughs> you, sorry. I didn't, don't smell any, me. I didn't want to say Please anything. Please don't smell me. Like, anyway. Like yeah, we were hugging. I was like, are we outdoors again? Oh my God. 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 <laughs> no, not not at all. We're, 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 we're joking. I we are joking. Like I can't smell you. I didn't smell that. It just smelled like food here. Where I tried it. Did, it did smell a little bit like gummy bears when I walked in. Gummy bears. I have some like a vinegar salad over there, like vinegar and veggies. Yeah, why does it smell mm. like gummy bears? <laughs> I don't know. I have kids. Maybe there's like a gummy bear in the couch or something. <laughs> Maybe there's like a pile. <laughs> She's just like sniffing out the gummy bears. <laughs> there's never one. It's a pile. <laughs> it's like a pile. <laughs> They're all still sticky and yeah. stuff. So you go. So you go to Death Valley. Yeah. So what I did was I. I think we flew. We all flew in, or some of us flew in from Salt Lake City. It, like into Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. then drove to Moab. So mm-hmm. that's about a four hour. So I drove 
one of the Epicureans attendees back to Salt Lake City Airport. I took a plane from Salt Lake to Vegas, rented a car, and then drove from Vegas to Death Valley, which is about three, four hours, depending on where you stop in Death Valley because so it's cool. so damn big. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's two the dunes way. there. There's the Mesquite Dunes, mm, and Mesquite. then there's the Eureka Dunes, if, if I pronounce that correctly, the first one. Um, Mesquite, yeah, that's correct. Mesquite is the one that a lot of people go to because it's mm. it's by the roadside, so you don't actually have to try very hard to get there. Um, and they're they're nice, they're very nice dunes. There's some like really beautiful vegetation, and okay. it goes on forever. But there's this like second set of dunes up a little bit up north, and no one goes there okay. because it is just it's too damn far away. Like Death Valley to drive the whole thing like north to south is something like three and a half hours. Okay, so it's a big damn park, and to get to the Eureka Dunes, you have to rent a four by four with high clearance okay. because you're gonna get a flat tire no matter what. Okay. So you rent a Jeep with like low PSI on the wheels yeah. so that it won't pop the wheels. Yeah. And then you drive for an hour on these on these roads. They're not good roads, they're horrible. Okay. And then <laughs> and then you eventually get to these dunes where the other people who like chanced the shitty road. <laughs> and like and which which at this particular time was like me and like two other people. Um <laughs> And then, so you got these beautiful dunes all to yourself. Uh, okay. And then, so that's what I did on Saturday. So yeah. I just like rolled around, I set up my, my tarp tent, which is impossible in the desert because yeah. there's no ground to like <laughs> stake into. Yeah. You need a day, you need a day and get sandbags. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, just, it was <laughs> and then, and then I grabbed all my stuff and walked up the dunes and got sandblasted for like three hours because the dunes are so damn windy and yeah, but it's not like beach sand where they spent no, know, no, thousands of years getting soft. It's very coarse. Yeah. It yeah. hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we had just came. And the wind is we, hot yeah. and it feels like a, a blow dryer the whole time. <laughs> I, I used to have, when I was a kid, I had long, I had long hair and I'd get out of the shower and not like, I would just like drive with my head out the window yeah, to just, blow. <laughs> and my hair would be like, I had to have a blowout. It would be pretty cool. <laughs> A big old bro. Uh, was so it blown good. out to like one side though? Because you can't kick it. You can't would, like stick your whole head yeah, out of the would, window. Would, when you're when you're 16, you can do anything. I yeah. started like you can drive, do anything. Drive like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're blown you're, out a little to the left. Maybe, maybe. Um, so you camped overnight on Saturday night. Yeah, so I, I camped there. Um, it was brutal. I, there's sand everywhere, and I in my in my stuff now mm. um and then i left in the morning drove back out to death valley um and then drove from death valley to california which was eight hour drive yeah yeah, yeah. just drive. adventurous but it's not the longest drive of like i've driven way longer yeah. so for that that was just like that was fine i got some beef jerky it was right cool. and you went up um to san francisco and hung out with tegan yeah, well, actually, I hung out with a couple of the, like a couple of people that I have been talking to on Slack. It's so weird that you make internet relationships and like, yeah. you don't ever meet them in real life. So, oh, these we, are not epic people. These are no. This is like I'm part of this Slack group. Hi guys, uh, <laughs> that kind of I don't actually know what's the name how, of it. Makers Club, but I don't Makers actually Club. know how all of these people got together. I think it's accidental. Okay. But some of them were together at GitHub and there's some people from Heroku and like they just kind of like it's like bits and pieces. And then we found out that we were all gonna be in San Francisco at the same time. So mm. we're like, we're gonna make a dinner. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I came for that dinner and then there's some other people that I had questions about, you know, design education, all that mm. crap. Like work crap. And then <laughs> Oh, that's so bad that I said that. I mean work st 
stuff. Work things. I'm very passionate about. I love it. I love it. And <laughs> I'm just gonna dip this and post that. And, <laughs> and then come back. And go, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a pretty adventure-filled week. I'm t- and You're before t- Epicureans, did I tell you what I did before Epicureans? No, you no. Know. I went to this massive circus party in Detroit. <laughs> oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> this is. Did, you I didn't hear know about more. This? I haven't heard. It of sounds this. awesome. Okay, so what they do in Detroit is every year they rent a Masonic temple. Okay. And I've never been inside one, but if you have been inside one, they're fucking huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm doing handshakes with myself. <laughs> They're so big. I had never seen a religious, like I've been to a lot of damn places. I've been to temples. I've been to church, like, but it was crazy. So you imagine like the biggest cathedral you've ever seen and then multiply it by eight. So there's eight different floors. And so there's two sub basements, which are like, 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 have you ever been to like a wedding hall that fits like 600 people? I don't know. Never been to a wedding hall that fits 600 people. I'm maybe 80. No, maybe 200. Oh my God, you guys are so lucky. I've been to like 50 weddings. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. no. I, like everybody that, so I got married young and everybody in my demo got married around the same time. We were all very, very poor when we got married. I forgot everybody in the States is married. <laughs> yeah. Everybody at Epicureans is married. I was like, where am I? Like, like the zeitgeist, like married people. Is, is that a thing in in Canada? You don't marry right away? Or we what? married late. Like even ST, and she was like, it's weird oh yeah everybody here is married <laughs> wild yeah, right, it's super right. weird um sorry uh, americans that's right my uncle uh lives in toronto he's like 58 still yeah. not married yeah yeah i mean it's not a requirement for happiness not even close but yeah what, what are you guys doing what do you mean <laughs> like just i don't, I don't know I'm, i mean i, I guess it's doing? very cute that you guys like, have found the I love married? of your lives um but <laughs> you Look, I, like, yeah i'm not i'm not an american we do it yes yes Yes. We're in it to win it. Okay. When you say, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like how, how are you doing it? Like, how are you accomplishing marriage at a young age? No, or? that's just very easy. Just get married. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I was like, what's the question? Just get married. <laughs> Find somebody and like, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, sure. let's, yeah, yeah. Right, let's just promise the rest of our lives. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, sounds good to me. I got nothing to do today. <laughs> or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. The rest of my life. <laughs> For all I know, twenty four. <laughs> what do I know? All right, so you're at this Masonic temple that okay, this okay. circus rents out, and it's, it's eight stories with two sub basements, and you're at this hall that fits about eight hundred people. Yeah, he's wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, that was holy <laughs> shit. Okay, good recap. Holy crap! <laughs> Way yeah. to bring us right back. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do is on every single floor, there's multiple. Um, multiple like rooms as well and they theme each of these rooms and there's something happening in each room so the first room I go into is this beautiful like it high super high ceilings with like these this beautiful art on the walls and it's gold like it's unreasonably gold (laughs) and like there's banquet tables with like fancy candlestick like like you had gone to like the Adams family's mansion okay and they had like decked out this whole thing in gold but like candlelights and sticks and stuff and then the guy from American Horror Story um he was on the freak show like season Mm -hmm. anyway he has the uh, I don't know he's the one with the shorter arms yeah um and like if you've watched American Horror Story you know who I'm talking about (laughs) but he was hosting the freak show like room and so this what they were so, yeah this is Detroit. <laughs> by the way you should fucking look this up it's called theater bazaar it's right. the most amazing thing i've ever seen and 
when I arrive, this is me arriving. Theater Bazaar is the party or is it that room? It's the party. Okay. Right. Yeah. So when I arrived, there was this guy standing on stage with his like right arm out. And he's like, hey guys, look at the crazy thing I'm going to do now. And he like sticks a fucking needle, like a, like a long needle with a point through his arm, like yeah. in one yeah, side yeah. and out the other. And then he squirts water like from the needle through it. And he did that three times and he already had a needle in his neck <laughs> like that was that was my first five minutes i was like what the fuck is happening Dude, that sounds amazing and I, then i'm not living we're going to <laughs> i need to go do more oh you guys are all invited next you have to come it's right. crazy and then the next one was like in. a you, belly you heard dancer. it we're invited we're invited we're in oh yeah so how, how do you get in how do you how do you get in you just this? buy a ticket Okay, it's, it's like it's open a, to anybody. You don't have to be invited or anything. Yeah, it's open to everybody, but it's it's quite expensive, I guess. Yeah. But the first night, it's a whole weekend. Oh, so you can buy like a weekend pass or you can buy a day pass. Yeah. But the first night is a masquerade ball, mm. so like everybody's supposed to wear a mask. Daft Punk. But the second, <laughs> the next two nights, you can wear any sort of costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were there, the you know one of the, but I still wore a masquerade mask because yeah. why the fuck not? Yeah. And then, and then like after this guy, there's like. Um, so piercing suspend like suspensions. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah so people that. who have pierced their back and they're hanging from like a rope. Uh, and then I've like seen some stuff. This is just one stage. Yeah. And then a belly dancer gets on and she starts belly dancing with like swords on her and balancing it on her head. On? Which is like on her head there's mm-hmm. like a giant like saber. Oh. And she's like belly dancing, which is <laughs> insane. Like if you if you imagine like the amount of balance that yeah. like you know, belly dancers like impressive, but then yeah. put a sword on it. Like <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And so that's room number one. And the next impressive room, it was like this giant music hall. Like it was like I was going to like, like I don't know, like a completely new place every single time. So yeah. then I went go to this other room, which is just like you know a couple of rooms over. And there's like off to the side, like not even the main attraction, there's like circus booths and there's like a stage with like a rock band that's covering like nine inch nails and shit. And then in the, on the right side, just not like, yeah, it's just on the side. There's this girl hanging like from her back suspension. But then the thing that's holding her up is this other guy that's tethered to this like hook. And he's also <laughs> like pierced on the back and he's holding up her weight. And then so it's like some, a, a party attendee runs up to the girl. like oh. So she's hanging and the guy's on the floor. And then the party attendee runs up to her and grabs onto her and lifts their feet up. So the guy is holding on to both like from the skin on his back holding onto this girl and then the girl who's hanging off of that and then they spin it was insane that I, was like the first hour like I, first I'm, half hour i'm uncomfortably in awe my hands up in my head right now oh my god and there <laughs> it's was like a, a it's human like, um what's the a mobile yeah he's a it's a mobile yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and there was like, like 300, so, 350 pounds off of your skin what yeah. yeah so they had yeah Man, and, that, the, and the guy's like skin. really intense looking he's like and i'm like you're so cool but also very scary and i would like to walk away now <laughs> and like, um but there's like fire breathers and fire dancers and like jesters like there's a jester outside while we were just like waiting and you know the temple is like lit up with fire like it's just it's just nonsense 
for Damn. a whole day. And then all you do throughout the whole party is just walk up and down the stairs and you see what's new. And there's like this shibori. Have you heard of shibori? No, no, it's shibori. It's this like art of I'm learning shibori. <laughs> shibori. <laughs> shibori Travis. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of shibori Travis. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. Yo, it's your boy, Trav, Trav and Lowe's. It's your boy. It's Shibori. Shibori. So it's the Japanese art of like not tying. Okay. And it's kind of like a fetish, but it's kind of an art form as well. Okay. So, fetish? yeah, so you can become like a like a master of this craft, okay. which is like a fine art form, but it's also kind of like, there's a little bit of a, like, I guess a sexual edge to it, but okay. it's not over overtly sexual. Okay. Like, it's hard to say, right. you know, Japanese things are kind of like always straddling the line. <laughs> like, Anime. Yeah. It's, it's like, is it sexual? Is it not? Like, like so much on the tell. internet. You're like, why? Because, because Japan. Because yeah, Japan. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. So they had, they had this room that was like organs. And what they had done was they, they have three guys in robes, black robes and a mask sitting at the front and they're watching a shibori master tie up a girl and like it's all done in silence oh, and so when you go in okay i'm like the, the whole time i'm like how is this erotic like no not no. and she's, Sh- she's like i'll tell you they're like you better it's your boy it's your boy <laughs> it's your you should know it's your boy it's your boy in the black robes <laughs> it's your boy you, you better not come back shibori. they're like oh sh- look at the knot <laughs> Boing. Look at the flick of that wrist. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god! So they're tying up a a, a lady. A lady. Oh, yeah. And then I guess she's topless, and I guess that's where the sexual part Wait, comes in. Wait, you guess Who knows? she's topless? Yeah. Okay. So she's not. She doesn't start off topless, but, but then what they do is like they, they pull it, it down, and then they tighten the rope. So like what it does is like I guess it pushes her boobs out. Oh. But anyway, so you better not this room take is off the unique. Shirt. Okay, so unique, not tying Japanese. Yeah, art and form. everybody's like silent. silent Everybody's and silent, black robes. and then they have Super people ca- walking around in black robes, shushing you if you speak. Shh. But that's hella creepy. But, okay, so that's just <laughs> yeah, that's literally what they. They're, they're like, shh. hey, they need to concentrate shh. on tying that knot. Hey, Shaboy says shh. Shaboy. Sh- sh- that's why they call it Shaboy. Like Shaboy. Shaboy. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I'm into this. I'm okay, into this. so that's two that's two rooms. Yeah. But there's like a dungeon and there's like a bunch of other rooms and Wait, wait, wait. You're just gonna you're gonna spend blow a lot past of time dungeon? talking about not tying and then just say, Oh, in a dungeon <laughs> yeah. and then other things. Well, I couldn't get into the dun- that was the only room I couldn't get into. What do you mean get into? The Pass. line was so long. Oh, oh I thought okay. you meant like like vibe with. Like get into oh. like, like I was really into the dungeons. Okay, no, it's I just like normal dungeon, like flogging and you know all that. Normal dungeon life. What was yeah. normal dungeon? Like Climbing? flogging. And oh, flogging. Like you know. Do they have an Iron Maiden? <laughs> People being tied up and stuff. <laughs> that, that was a joke from from Bill and Ted. Do you recognize it? I recognize. Oh my Iron God. Maiden. <laughs> Throw them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent. <laughs> Execute them. That was good. Bummer. <laughs> I like oh, was man. raised on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was good. So super into nice. not tying, not into dungeons. No, I just couldn't get in. Mm. Did you get shushed? Yes, I did, because I was talking to my my friend, uh-huh. and he and he was he was just so excited to tell me something, but I, I never found out what it was. He was like, no, <laughs> but did shushed. you see that not? Shh, yeah. Would you? Shh. <laughs> I cannot. <And> then, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Dang. All right. That like is... playing Mad Libs, but instead of actually saying something, he <laughs> just shushed. Yeah. So, um, all right. So that's what you did before Epicurrence. So yeah. So that was before. Like a day Ep- before? Like, like. Okay. So on the Saturday, I drove from Toronto to Detroit with my friends. How long is that drive? You haven't been home since. Not really. Yeah. I had about a, like an hour or two. Okay. Like four. <laughs> that doesn't count. Four hours. Okay. So far from Toronto to Detroit. And then you were there for how long? Two days. One day. One day. We left the next day. So and then you we f- woke up and woke left. Up. And then you flew back home for like an hour and then took a flight to Salt Lake. I drove back home. Oh, that's Toronto. right. That's right. And then I slept and then left at like four in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So that's why when she's on her way over here, she texts me, hey, um, Can I do you take mind a if nap? I take a nap on your couch while you, <laughs> while you guys set up? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Didn't. Guys, I haven't slept for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in, instead, I gave her a tea with a lot of caffeine. In it. Yeah, yeah it seems to be working. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah you're I'm doing fine. great. I'm totally, I'm so totally awake, guys. <laughs> once, once this mic is off, though, I'm yeah. Yeah. falling asleep, <laughs> slamming my head on this <laughs> table. That's exactly what's happening. Oh man. Okay. I'm looking forward to home. I just want to find out, like, what? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you have this like zest for adventure. Where the heck? Did that come from? What was your childhood like? Were you a very adventurous family or? Um, Did you guys take a lot of risks when you were young? Not really. Like I was like kind of, I wouldn't say I was sheltered because my parents, I mean, that would imply that my parents actually tried to do that. But I, I was just like a really shy kid. Yeah. Okay. And like, I love to read, but I think that comes from a need for like, like strong curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, I was just like reading a lot, playing video games a lot, hanging out on the computer a lot, I guess, which is may explain my career. I don't hear a lot of outdoorsiness when you're No. Young. Well, I, I did a lot of bike riding. I was yeah. obsessed with my bike. I couldn't get off of it. Um, but then like that was really nurtured by my neighbor. So my parents at the time were, you know, immigrant experience. They were working all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I had these really lovely neighbors that kind of took me on as like their second kid. Sure. And Where'd so they put me through from? Pardon? Where'd your parents immigrate from? Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. So uh yeah, so I had these these amazing neighbors i still really do have to thank them when i get a little bit older um (laughs) and they took me on and they taught me how to bike ride they put me through swimming lessons and like they 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 gave me insight into a world that wasn't mine Mm -hmm. like you know it it was a completely different world it was super canadian they like put cheese whiz on celery sticks like it was it was (laughs) weird and like the first time i had candy was like like around them like like nice. i just couldn't candy like yeah how like old were just, you the first time you had candy like really old for like yeah because like you for know vietnamese <laughs> like i grew up on candy i'm sure my mom gave me candy but it never was a big part of my life and she always just gave me fruits fruits are awesome i don't fruits. i don't know what we're doing with the candy thing because like mangoes are the and so are coconuts and like i don't even understand why we even bother with all the other stuff because you know the 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 fruits are awesome. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Travis, he has so many bananas here. <laughs> I don't like bananas, but we have tons of them in my house, yeah. <laughs> you just stockpile bananas? These are a weird banana. Everybody like. in the world loves bananas, but they are the worst. I like just, in terms of, like, can you explain? Like, they, what, what do you mean? What did they do to you? Send all the hate mail. All <laughs> the hate I've mail. been bananaed far too many times. <laughs> send all the hate mail to travelandlows at gmail.com. <laughs> Banana, banana, banana style. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just don't like them. 
I don't like them and yeah. I'm allergic to them. Yeah. I know you conveniently, that. conveniently <laughs> allergic to them. <laughs> what? Conveniently allergic Conveni- to them. It is convenient because now I have like a medical reason not, yeah. to, not to partake of a banana. No, I respect just, it. It's, it's just, the shape. It's the texture. It's the color. It's the taste. I totally disagree <laughs> with you. I actually started off. I'm still kind of allergic to bananas, mm-hmm. but I eat them anyway. You're brave. You're brave. I'm not brave. Bananas are the. <laughs> they come in their own packaging. They taste like it. They're nice colored. Oh. Uh, they yeah they do come in their own packaging. Um, and they're pretty. Someone okay so I was at work today. <laughs> they're pretty. I was at work today and uh, went to like the the, the the communal area, sat down on the couch, on, on gosh, <laughs> uh, on the coffee table is a banana peel. Peel. Yeah. Someone I don't know who. Someone in the office just like discarded a banana peel. I don't know if they were setting a trap. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. But it was what? like really. I, I was I was offended. I love how personally offended. It's like, it's like <laughs> that banana peel. Yeah. What was that banana <laughs> doing? Who ate it? Who just left it there? Oh I had to smell it. I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to touch it. I would get like a disease. So I just kind of I just sat on the I sat on the chair and like I kicked it a little bit with my foot, a little bit out of the way. And then I, but I still had to smell it. Wow. And work. Wow. That's amazing. That must have been really rough. Yeah. I'm still getting over it. You can tell I'm still worked worked up about it. Banana PTSD. Like this one time there was a banana peel. (laughs) Those things are dangerous. You leave them laying around. They just come and slip. Yeah, in a cartoon. Yeah. Like who the hell does that in real life? Have Have you ever seen, witnessed, or been around anyone or you yourself? Slipped on a banana peel. Jaina slipped on a banana peel. No, she can tell you it was actually on f- funny because I was on the phone with her while she did it. Oh my god! She gosh. couldn't stop laughing because oh. it was like the most ironic thing. Like, right? I slipped on I, a banana. She's like, I actually slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> 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 like, like for real. Like, am I in a cartoon right now? Oh Is this Roger Rabbit? That's so funny. Oh man. Okay, so you grew up uh, a child of immigrant uh, Vietnamese parents. Mm-hmm. Are you an only child? No, I have, a, I have an older brother. An older brother, very older, or just about just? five years. Okay, so I you're think. so you're tight. tight. N- nah, no, nah. We're independent people. We're yeah. independent lives. Sure. Oh, not in a negative way. It's just that's how it happened. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know if like either of us care. Okay. Like, I mean, your parents uh, are chill, or are they like they controlled your childhood experience. Um. Yeah, they're totally chill. Okay. Um. My dad was a little bit weird about boys for a while, mm. but now I think I've come around and now agreed he's into with him. him. No, I've so. just agreed with him that they suck. Oh, then, I wish I had a daughter like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know yet. She's not yeah. into boys, but <laughs> I just fear. I'm just fearful of it. Yeah. So I, I fought with him for boys a little bit. Boys are so gross. Especially like teenage boys. If you're a teenage boy and you listen to this, you're gross. I'm not apologizing. You're gross. <laughs> you're, you're just gross. gross. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, go put on some deodorant, yeah. take a shower. You're gross. It's like it's funny because the older I get, the the like the more I like heighten the age at which boys are less gross. Mm. Yeah. And so like when I was like, you know, 22, I was like, oh, you know, boys that are 25, they're not they're not as those. Gross. That's when they get ungross. Yeah, that's when they get ungross. Yeah. But now I'm like 27, so I'm like. Uh, uh, when a guy turns like gross. 32, he's like, all right. And he's, then like, okay. Yeah. Sorry, like, buddy. 23. You're he's gross. just a little bit better. You're out. And then like, and then now I'm starting to th- like question myself and I'm like, maybe it's actually 35. Like maybe that's when they start to like be okay. Maybe if they don't yeah. ever stop being gross. Hmm. I'm pretty gross. I'm a boy. 
It's just that's just how it works. It's your boy Travis. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you stop saying that. Yeah. I will after <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> if I take that to work, it won't work. No, no, it won't, it won't boy, work. Travis, or like, oh, oh, oh we hired you. We were friends. <laughs> Let's reconsider. Uh, so let me get back to the ch- the childhood. What what makes you so adventurous? Where does that come from? You doing the the reading is kind of like an escapism, but your your activities are, are fairly normal. Yeah, reading, fairly normal. I don't video know. gaming. I think it was just like weightlifting that kind of like opened up everything. Mm. Like when I was twenty four, um, I had nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. So How did you get into like, weightlifting? Did you have a friend or no i had just like reached the bottom of my life the bottom of okay and i had like burned down my life okay yeah you said that what does that mean burning it down is that so by happenstance or intention yeah by intention so i had like i had like a normal i had a nice life i had a boyfriend that i was with for five years a long time yeah Mm. and i loved him Mm. um and then we had you know I was engaged and, you know, we had just purchased a condo and I was financially stable and I like I got a new job and or like I was on my way to getting a new job and seeing the rest of my career grow. Yeah. Um, Big steps. Yeah. Big steps. It sounds like. Yeah. Sounds like a nice little. Yeah. yeah, Nice start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But then at 23, I think I remember uh, like I had this moment where I was sitting down. Wait, You were engaged before you were 23. Yeah. Making fun of us. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, um, you can make fun if you've been there. Yeah, but you actually got. I've married. been engaged. I went through with it. I did. <laughs> I crapped up. That's my bad. Yeah. yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. I come home, get him. Burn my this fucker down. <laughs> yeah. She's like, was he still in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Are you left eye from TLC? <laughs> Remember when she did that? Yeah. Oh it's like the biggest news of sixth grade. Mm. Left eye, left eye burnt down her boyfriend's house. Um, so I was 23 and I was sitting on the beach in Toronto and I was like, is this it? Yeah. And I like, you know, there's like these, you know, people come up with these goals in their life. They're like, I'm going to get yeah, yeah. A, the recipe. a house and yeah. I'm going to get married and there's mm-hmm. going to be kids. And I like, I couldn't, I was like, what the hell? Like, I just felt like I had steamrolled or like had this like big ball rolling and it was going towards this like future that seemed to be so like set in stone. And like I couldn't sit with it, but I didn't have enough courage to do anything about it. So I thought about it on it for about a year. And then I had this really rough day where I just sat in front of my partner at the time and I was like crying my eyes out. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong, but I need to stop doing everything. And that meant the end of us that meant the end of the engagement that meant i had to take on the condo myself that meant i had to find a new job like and then i, I moved out of my parents like i or where we living which was like part of my parents house mm-hmm. and just completely changed my life so in about three months i had a new job i wasn't with my partner i was in a new house um i was in a new place in the city completely different um oh boy, boy. and then straight i straight giver straight yeah. giver <laughs> And you were like, I'm going to go. intense, Helen. That is really super was, intense. Yeah, it was a really, like, Damn. I'm, I'm <laughs> a big you, fan of, I guess, really intense change. I mean, I'm yeah. less impulsive now. Okay. But yeah. I don't think anyone would not accuse me of being impulsive. Sure. Like, so I'm, I'm pretty impulsive. So when I know something's wrong, I will, like, burn it down. Yeah. So that's what you mean by burn it down. Yeah. Have you used the skill of burning things down since? Since? 
Um, maybe, no, maybe because right after your... that, I went through like my age of anxiety yeah. and then my depression age, and then I dated an abusive guy. So like, it just like kind of culminated into a whole bunch of other. Yeah. Um, so no, I have not burned down anything since. I've been building up since. Yeah. Um, so this is this is very very interesting to me. Why? Um, I feel like I live a pretty normal life. But. No, I, I'm not saying that you don't. I'm saying I'm looking at like the act of burning it down, right? As you're putting it, inciting that big change. And then you might think as a, an observer of the story, like, oh, after that, she got what she wanted. But you just mentioned just now that there was a series of phases or, you know, kind of steps into your journey that you had to kind of go through mm-hmm. before you got to where you're at now. Yeah. Right now you feel, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm assuming you feel like a complete human. Yeah. But before that you had anxiety and depression, you dated the wrong person. Like you had to go through some pretty heavy stuff to get there. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I just think about that. Um, I mean like, you know, I, I, I can I can feel like uh, a mirroring of that in my life, but also in like the people we run into that that like the people that write us that tell us that our show mm-hmm. is helpful to them. Mm-hmm. Like they're in the throes of that. Right. And sometimes <clears throat> uh, we, we have this kind of um, inclination to judge our actions based on the immediately results. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you were to judge the burning the burnination mm-hmm. based on the immediate results, which were painful for a few years, right? Yeah. You might've regretted it. You might've thought like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. But going through it, not just, not just experiencing it, but, th- but, but coming out the other end thriving, mm-hmm. you're completely Helen that we meet today, Yeah. which is an impressive human being. Oh no, I love Helen. Yeah, she's an an amazing. (laughs) I love you guys too. An amazing specimen of human. Can we just start crying and hugging? Yeah, should we? (laughs) We're just gonna take a break, guys. We're gonna do some crying. What was this? Cry hugging. We're gonna do some crugging. Uh, Some crugging. Let's cracking. Oh, (laughs) cracking. Let's go on a hiking cry the whole trip. Like hug in a circle and just walk in circles. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be right back. We'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you guys. That's good. That's good. And and you know what? This this whole conversation we wanted, you know, for this first episode of the podcast with Helen to kind of explore what what makes you and and what makes you you and a unique uh, fulfilled human. And we didn't talk about your career very much. We didn't talk about like the issues that bring you out to do um uh, uh conferences and mm-hmm. things like that that you mm-hmm. travel around speaking on, the things that you write about. A prolific writer and like just like an uh, you influence a lot of people in the ways that you can. Mhm. Um, and we didn't like really touch on any of that. We just talked about what made you your own self, which mm-hmm. I, I think is, is great. Yeah. 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 Sure. So let's end this episode. Okay. Um, uh, this was another late nights with Travis Lowe's and Helen and, and Helen and Helen. Wait, did we give you, let, let's drop some, uh, contact for Helen. So Helen's an author, uh, oh, she's a writer and, she is also a great photographer and things. So you want to drop your Instagram, drop your a blog? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my blog is helentran.com 
And then on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Tran Helen. And I'm T R A N. T R A N. That's your last name, right? Yeah. So my family name first, and then my my first name. Cool. We'll have those links in the description. Yep. We'll link them in the description. And this is another late night with Trav and Los. And you can find us on on Instagram at Trav and Los on Gmail. If you want to email us a like a voice recording of your question at no, it's Travelos at gmail.com. We have a website, Travelos. We have a Twitter, Travelos. Just Google Travelos. Just Travelos, yeah. You'll just, find us. Just Travelos. <laughs> and, and we usually record. If you sing that out loud into the night, we come, we come screaming. There's, that's come your bat signal. That's your yeah, bat yeah, signal. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will answer. It's a, it's a bat sound. In the night, we will answer. Yeah, so thank you for listening to this wonderful conversation bat with Helen. Because <laughs> bats are blind. What, who would give a bat a signal? What the hell? <laughs> bats are oh blind. My God, right? My mind that. was just blown. Why, right? What? Why right? What? Oh my gosh. Okay, bat sound. Bat oh, wait, sound. Wait, guys. Wild, wild west.
see the sun. 